Welcome to Piercing the Veil on BBSRadio.com, a show for truth seekers and rebels. Join us every week as we obliterate willful ignorance, corruption, globalist agendas, and more. Tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Pacific, and listen carefully as we provide crucial solutions, information awareness, and unique life hacks to improve our planet. Pierce the veil, and the truth will reveal itself. Okay, greetings world. Welcome back to another live episode of Piercing the Veil. Today is Sunday, December 17th, 2017. We're just steaming right along this year. Everything is just dropping left and right. All the control, control structures have a bit of a cold, guys. apologize. All the control structures are just dropping and falling and being revealed and disclosed. And people that are running the show behind the scenes are being outed on the Internet and people that are Puppets for those people are being outed publicly in the mainstream media, so that's something new that we haven't seen before or have seen very little of, I should say. It's all signs. Everything's pointing and leading. All the data points are leading to uh, the fact that we are getting everything that we've been requesting, asking for, and working for for the past however long, respectively. Each of us are doing our part. Uh, So today what we're going to do in this show is we're going to cover a lot of current events. We're going to cover some basics and some, some simple common sense things. Uh, life hacks, if you will. Uh, it just it's, As far as we've come and, and where we are at, it's still surprising to me the number of people that are still completely 100% asleep and or refuse to wake up, like just totally refuse. Anything that would ever get them closer to being a more comprehensive conscious being, it's sort of like it's toxic or, or, or poison to these type of people. Uh, so, And we've mentioned the QAnon posts and things like that. They actually... Uh, <laughs> They touched on this a little bit and mentioned that close to 4 to 6% of the population in America is just totally, completely brain-dead, completely brainwashed, GMO, fluoridated out, you know, chemtrail to the max, vaccines, all of that. They just, they, they can't, they're not, they're supposedly not recoverable. You know what I mean? I think there's always exceptions and there's a way, and hopefully the pervading energy of this change that's coming through will raise everyone's consciousness, but at the same time, I also feel that some people just don't deserve it. I could, they just call that a judgment on my part, but I think it's a, the judgment of the universe. Uh, you have to be at a certain vibratory rate to resonate and be on the same level as these changes that we're going into, and if you're not, it's very likely you guys are just going to get off the train at, you know, at the next station and you know, not necessarily die, per se, but perhaps just continue down a different timeline or a separate timeline. This has been discussed by many different researchers and, and people like that, psychonauts, if you will, discussion of uh, vibrational levels dictating which timelines you have access to, right? Uh, so that we could do a whole other show on that if we want to, but I just wanted to bring the point that if you're not on your shit and you're not doing it right now, what I mean by your shit is essentially getting into your shadow self, cleaning all that stuff out, taking care of your temple, your body with clean food, clean water, uh, not putting shampoo and chemicals and all these crazy things in your hair uh, that are literally just corporate chemicals that are being sold, you know, and marketed. It's toxic waste that's being repackaged and marketed, you know, to cover some loss or something like that. And it's all legislated. You know, they have lobbyists, just like Israel has a huge lobby, and most of our senators and congressmen are, you know, 
basically foreign nationals uh, with foreign allegiances. There's all these different things that are happening, but they're, it's being exposed right now. Okay, that's my point. And it, it really goes deeper. You know, a lot of people are, are doing really good things and exposing these surface-level stuff, but I wanted to get to the deeper parts of things of self-determination and uh, self-sovereignty. I know that word's been kicked around by the Freeman guys a lot, but sovereignty is really important. The right to self-determine your thoughts, beliefs, worldview, perceptions, life goals, experiences, the right to a positive life experience, the right to you know come together and justifiably stop a negative, per se, a negative thing that's happening to people you know across the world. But <clears throat> the problem is, you have these rights, and everyone has these rights, and there's some people doing this, like Craig the Sawman Sawyer, who's taking a group of retired Navy. Uh, army and you know like special forces people and he's going around rescue like he's not waiting on the police not waiting on the corrupt fbi he's going around and like interdicting and rescuing trafficked children you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so there are people that are doing this but on the other hand you have all the useless eaters or the four to six percent that are you know there's something i saw on twitter the other day uh, people saying stuff about homeless people and you know some video where some guy showed all these mean Twitter comments to homeless people, and it was stuff like, you know, I hope you die, and I don't, you know, you stink, you're not a human being, like, why do you always smell like piss, and all these other fucking horrible things, like, you know, I could care less, you know, if you know if you eat or not, like, I'm not joking, it's horrible, horrible things that are being said, so it's just very selfish on one side, and it's very enlightened on the other, and I think we're at the point where the enlightenment is taking over, and people are just splitting off. You know what I mean? Like, there's a majority of us that are just splitting off, and it's like, bye-bye. You know, <laughs> see you later, guys. And that's something I've seen coming for a while, and I'm glad it's happening, to be honest with you. Okay? Uh, but with re- And I'll, I'll let you get into this, what you think about this, Corey, in a second, but I want to continue for our listeners real quick. What I believe uh, really hits home for me at this moment, in this time that we're in, uh, with regards to how we should be viewing government, how we should be viewing currency, how we should be viewing sustainability, like energy dependence and food production, stuff like that. It really comes down to making the choice to do things yourself, making the choice to go without certain fancy things for a certain amount of time and work really hard to build up a sustainable infrastructure. Whether that's you know with free energy technology that you recreate or replicate from plans that are already there, or whether you start a group that starts feeding the homeless and, you know, other different types of things that people do. Uh, whatever you're doing, like you start an island like I'm going to do and have all the smartest, best people come there as a resort or retreat, hold conferences and all sorts of other things, where people use pyrolysis and transitional technologies, where, you know, all the plastic waste and everything, there's a machine in every home and in the conference center on this you know proposed island, whereby... You can just take all your recyclable plastics, like the number five and number seven stuff, which is real common, and you can put it into a heating ceramic uh, chamber, sort of, uh, I forget the the technical term, an autoclave, I believe. And then you spin vortex that and purify it, and you can come out with gasoline and kerosene and workable fuels. Because we know that we need to have some transitional tech while we're working on the other uh, free energy types of stuff or maybe reducing the losses and inefficiencies of typical sustainable, excuse me, sustainable power, right? So the point that I want to make about self-determination, besides all of those general listed things that I just went into, is a quote by a man who I highly respect. Uh, You know, I I consider him one of my mentors, even though he's dead and has been dead for a while. His name's Lysander Spooner. It's a really, really good work by this guy. He was an anarchist, uh, 
a legal theorist, you know, which I, I guess I could call myself a legal theorist is what I do as well. And he, he gets to the natural law of things. And I'll, I'll read this quote to you. It is self-evident that no number of men, by conspiring and calling themselves a government, can acquire any rights whatsoever over other men or other men's property, which they had not before as individuals. And whenever any number of men calling themselves a government do anything to another man or to his property, which they had no right to do as individuals, they thereby declare themselves trespassers, robbers, or murderers according to the nature of their acts. Lysander Spooner. Taxation is theft. There's a number of other things we can get into, but Corey, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I've done my soapbox <coughs> intro for the day. Tell us what you think. Uh, and actually, real quick, before you do that, I'll drop the number for everybody that wants to call in. Uh, if you have any questions or anything like that, the number is the new one. One moment here. 71, oh, excuse me. 888-429-5471, station 2. I guess that one's the same. Uh, the number to listen, though, that I put out was different. So, Corey, go ahead and tell us what you think about that and maybe give us an update on how you're doing some current events for you or your take on the current events that we mentioned. Sort of a general response here, and then we'll get into the meat of the show about some other topics that we want to talk about. Right on, man. It's good to be here today. Um, yeah, Lysandra Spooner caught wind of him a little while back. Um, yeah. He's gangster with it, man. He's really, uh, I love his critical analysis of the Constitution itself. And that quote that you mentioned, uh, there's a workaround that, and that is somewhere in the verbiage, uh, without consent, I think should be noted. Right? So a government can't impose itself on the people without their consent, and that's the workaround that governments have been able to do and, and other uh, um, authorities, if you will. Through the appearance uh, or presumption of manufactured consent, giving, peg, giving yes. pretty much no other option by the force of a gun? Correct, and, and therefore, like they do in so many other ways, like when they forewarn us about shit, uh, I guess they think that that gets them off the hook karmically, and perhaps it does to some, <laughs> to some degree. But uh, um, if you consider if you consider a karmic workaround through uh, obfuscation and uh, and manipulation, if, if you if, you know somehow they think that that actually works, uh, that actually works towards a remediating some of their karmic debt. <clears throat> and maybe it does. Right? Because uh, at the same time, and we've touched on this before, you know, it's very easy to point the finger at you know, all these bad people in the world doing all this bad stuff to everybody else. Um, I don't hear a lot, uh, I don't hear a lot generally, uh, I think, and, and I think it's a, it's a higher level of uh, responsibility, personal responsibility, um, to for for individuals to take to be aware and take responsibility of how they are contributing to the overall process. 
regardless so, of the or despite or apart from the things that they're pointing at, right? Exactly. Actually exactly. taking action instead of just pointing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'll, I'm going to try to get that. I mentioned Craig, Sawman Sawyer. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to try to get him on the show. I really want to talk to him about some of these things and and perhaps uh, collaborate in the future with some funding, uh, anything that I can do to help with that. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about all that, Corey, about all these? Um, we'll get into the current events and the stuff we're going to talk about, but I, I want to touch on this. What do you think about uh, all these indictments? And and we know what they're about, and all these sexual harassments, and all these things that are being like stripped to the public consciousness. We mm-hmm. know it's dirtier than that. You know what I mean? We know it's worse than that. We know it's right. pedophilia. We know that pedophilia is being legalized in certain jurisdictions as we speak. That right. right there in itself should shock the fuck out of everybody and concern you and make you, not make you, but cause, you know, you to actually stand up and do something. And it's just, it's fucking crazy how far we've gotten on one hand and also how far we're going in the right direction in the other. And like I said, there's this huge divide or split. And, you know, there's some of us obviously that are connectors. You know what I mean? Some of us are holding the bridge between these two world some of some of us are very passive and heart-centered and loving and giving and forgiving and like you said taking full responsibility for co-creating or manifesting the reality which means you know forgiving some of these bad actors if you want to call them that use the popular vernacular but there are some of us that are connecting myself i see i'm sort of like an eliminator of bad connection points you know what i mean not people that are helping or whatever just things that are like trying to suck people out of our reality, this new reality where people are ascending and you've got these entities and energies and rituals and sacrifices and, you know, uh, control structures and everything that are still existing, even though they're being dismantled. These things are still sucking and pulling people down and holding them back, similar to the fake karmic cycles we described. When you leave the body and the white light and all that shit, and you no, don't go to the tunnel, man. Don't go to the tunnel, bro. Uh-uh. That type of shit where they're like sucking you into from based on your beliefs in that body in that lifetime, they're sucking you right into a, another karmic cycle before you have a chance to remember and come back into your power. So again, that ties back into what we started the show off with, with the general description of, which is getting your self-determination in order while you're in the body so that when you leave the body or are forcibly removed, God forbid, uh, or you, know, you forbid, since you're the creator. <laughs> mm. In that case, if, if either one of those things happens, you'll be prepared. You'll know what to do. Perhaps you'll have some psychic skills built up and ready to go as well. And then you can just go manifest whatever you want, including coming back and taking a whole brand new body. There's nothing to stop you at that point once you've realized the power of who you are and the, your uh, nature as a God in the universe, uh, a part of the whole permeated universal consciousness. You have the power to do whatever you want, okay? Uh, so in this reality, maybe you jumped off a cliff thinking you could fly and because you thought you had the power and you fell and you hit the ground because there's so much negative energy and DNA manipulation and everything that you really didn't take into consideration that you couldn't really achieve those skills, right? Mm-hmm. You died. But after you died and you woke up, so to speak, you would have the ability to then go take another life and not have to go back to birth. You could do anything you want. You can walk in and you can go try again. You know what I mean? There's like, you could do whatever you want. You can go to a planet that allows you to jump off a cliff, and instead of hitting the ground somewhere, it just like pops you back on the top of the cliff. It's like a never-ending freefall ride. There are anything that could exist possibly in your imagination does exist, has existed, or will exist somewhere in our great 
cosmic web called the universe is a dimension. You know what I mean? So again, I got off on a little soapbox there, but I, I wanted to squeeze as much of this deep esoteric information into what we're doing with the current events as possible because I, I believe the balance is necessary, Corey, that to have the context and the the overall game plan as opposed to just picking up details and running with them on the surface level life that we're experiencing right now. So uh, I'll, yeah. I'll let you Not, respond on anything else you want to say, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump right into some of these topics. Yeah, I, I agree. I think part of uh, part of the danger of all of the stuff that's going on in the world right now, even the good stuff, is that there is the potential for people to get distracted Right by external affairs from their own internal work. Right, you mentioned the power of of the power of of the individual imagination. You know, that takes time and energy and meditation and and consistency. Yeah, right to to be able to explore and develop. And uh, you know, we only have so much time in the day and only so much time in a lifetime. So uh, it's good to, you know, it's good to maintain a balance. It's good to know what's going on in the world, keep up on things. Uh, you know, I'm like I said in the last time we were on, I'm, 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 I have a visceral sense of uh, relief in a way, mm-hmm. right? Knowing that there's really, <laughs> there's, there's this, there's this, uh, Literally, there is a a quiet civil war going on. That's right. In in high places, right. Meanwhile, most people are completely unaware. They go about their business, right. Some of us are aware. We're keeping track of certain movements of of things that are going on, uh, putting the pieces together, tying strings together. But literally, there's there is there are warring factions going on in, in the in various levels of government and the intelligence community and the military. Uh, it's going on all around us right now. And I, it's like, uh, I don't recall, I don't recall where I saw this, but I remember it was in a film somewhere where like people, two people were fighting in a room with other people and no one else knew that they were actually trying to kill each other. I wish I could remember what film what film that was, but that's kind of what remind it reminds me of what's going on right now. They're oh. literally factioned oh. at war with each other yeah. in the room in the room with everybody else, and nobody knows that they're doing oblivious. It. Okay, yeah. I, Corey, I think I do. I have like a vague memory of something like that. You know what I'm talking about? I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna pull that up. It might okay, it might be uh oh, what's the uh, what's the film that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie were in? Uh Mr. <clears throat> and Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Or the Smiths I think there was, or something. No, I think it was the first it, one Meet the Smiths or Meet the Smiths or something like that. I think there was a scene in that movie where there were sort oh, of Oh no, you're right. Of, it was it was a newer one. Yeah, yeah, correct. Meet the Smiths. Yeah, where, around they, 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 their neighbors were CIA or whatever they were and they got or they were CIA and nobody knew, and they actually didn't know that they had kept it from each other. And then finally, they discovered it, they discovered that uh, each other's roles, 
and I re- I just remember a scene where I like they were fighting in a, in a room or in public, and uh, nobody knew it. And so that seems to be kind of what's going on right now. In, uh, That's a perfect metaphor, Corey. And it's not just underground with those sounds that you're hearing, the mysterious booms. It's not just yeah. in the air with retaliatory acts like the California wildfires with the lasers. We'll get into some of that. People have been yeah. touching all, all these things. Uh, and, you know, it's not just like the second plane to go down near the rock. This is Jordan Sather's report. Uh, you know, I saw this. Yeah, I saw that. The uh, second plane to go down in a month near the Rothschild estate. That was pretty interesting. So uh, let, let's just jump right into this real quick, Corey. Uh, yeah. There's apparently, uh, well, first of all, I'll say this. If anybody really wants a, a very comprehensive look at how the deep state and the shadow government, if you will, along with their controllers on this planet and off-planet and then interdimensional. If anybody wants a real good look at that and how that is really detailed and set up on the planetary sense, there's uh, a guy, I think Douglas Hagman, the Douglas Hagman report, is real popular, sort of semi-mainstream, if you will. Uh, I just came across him on YouTube the other day. There's an ex-CIA whistleblower, reportedly, you know, speculative, but it seems to check out. The information is logical and reasonable. Um, however, uh, anyways, the... Uh, thing that you would search for on YouTube would be Douglas Hagman Report, H-A-G-M-A-N-N, or something like that, uh, XCIA Whistleblower Shadow Government, something like that. And if you do that, look for uh, that report, click on it, and he actually highlights who controls what, how they do it, what what this is, you know, all these different things. People think that the NGO, and up until then, I, I had thought that the, uh, the DIA still had some sort of... Uh, oversight over the CIA at the very least, but, you know, I was mistaken, so I'm not afraid to admit I was wrong on that. Anyways, there's a lot of stuff that's going down in the public eye right now, and, and there, on one hand, there's, like, drip disclosure, where they're like, oh, God, this shit's coming down, finally, we have to, uh, you know, let's control the narrative, let's control the narrative with our drip disclosures about, hey, was that probe that shot past Earth, you know, was that an alien probe, that meteor, you know, let's scan it see if it has engines that are maybe just start working or something like that. So yeah, they're, the yeah. they're coming out and even they're making these soft suggestions about extraterrestrial life and stuff like that. That's right. And then on the other yeah. hand, Which right, on the other side... Completely absurd. On the other side, bro, you've got like the first of those however many thousands of indictments that was unsealed. Uh, you know what I mean? And lo yeah, and behold, it was a they, former... I'm sure it was like a couple months ago or a year, maybe. Former Massachusetts senator who was running his office as a criminal enterprise, and he was charged with 111 fucking counts of right. felony federal charges. 111. Right. And I'm not surprised. I, did, I know everyone's like, oh, my God. I'm like, what did you think these sealed indictments were for? Remember what we said last time? It's either witnesses, right, that are testifying before a grand jury, so it's sealed to protect them and or it's people in high-profile positions and that have connections and can have moles and networks and hitmans and squads and things like that, like you see going on with the Clinton death uh, kill, you know, murder-death kill rate and body count. Uh, So that's happening. Uh, Supposedly, I think uh, I have to give the credit to this one to Anti-School, another good YouTube channel besides Jordan Sather and David Seaman. Anti-School, give you a little shout-out, bro, if you ever come across this episode. Um, he says there's a 72-hour warning on Congress, basically uh, 
are dropping like flies. You can expect up to 13 resignations in the next week or so and probably more coming. Uh, some of the ones that have made deals will take the easy way out by just not running, like choosing to step down. Uh, so I guess that is resigning, but it's sort of just like choosing not to run. Uh, it's a little bit different, and it's uh, more benign, if you will. Uh, so you've got yeah, that. The unsealed indictment, I'm sure there's more to come, and I'm really, really happy to see that it is not just some stupid gang thing or like uh, some bullshit you know, operation or something like that. It's actually having to do with government corruption, so that's wonderful. Yeah, uh, we talked about the California wildfires. Go ahead, Corey. Yeah. Hold it. yeah, just right just right quick. I think I think um you know, this tool of uh, outing people for sexual harassment of, of varying degrees, right? The shaming of uh That's right. You know, some of it's you know, some of it's some of it's legit. I mean, even uh what's his name, the senator? Al Franken, right? Even that picture of him like pretending to grope a woman and so on and so forth. But I, this, this weapon is being wheeled across the aisle. And really what I think it's about is uh, it's uh, the deep staters, if you will, trying to make an end run around the more serious stuff that's coming through, right, with regarding the seal and diamonds. And I think we might have mentioned it before, even the Harvey Weinstein. You know, they're kind of sacri- they're, they're making sacrifices. Yeah, yeah on some fairly low-level stuff with regards to, I believe, what is coming down the pipe. And so it seems like they're trying to make an end run around it. They're trying to position themselves to look good, right, that they're they're taking out all of these uh, toxic, you know, this, uh, dealing with all this toxic masculinity and making themselves look like, you know, they're sort of crusading for justice as a, as an end, as a runaround, or as to try to get out ahead of some of the really kind of like I can only imagine the really damaging shit that's about to come down. Oh yeah, and, um, yeah, so Corey. I, everything, every, everything that I see and and have researched in my life shows me that when all is revealed and the ascension point happens, it, there's going to be a lot of extra trauma. So the trauma we have now is nothing compared to the trauma of of what 7.5 or 8.5 billion people on a planet whose worldview is instantly shattered in one moment across the globe uh, uh religions uh everything that you ever thought about yourself everything except for for some of us in the know you know like we're like hey uh hello right right, right. guys come or, on this is right right or 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 for the uh, a huge swath of that humanity that is just in survival mode. Yeah. You know, they don't even, you know, they're not going to hear about sealed indictments and all that other shit. They're just fucking survival mode. And, you know, shit hit the fan. Honestly, I think the people who are, who are struggling the most, like really like lacking basic necessities like food and water. Uh, and there's a lot of them on the planet. Mm-hmm. I think they'll fare just as well, if not better, than the people who are accustomed to being comfortable. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, right? Those, where they those got, they got are, no place to fall. They're exactly they're the exception to the rule because when they see that everything that's that they have believed about uh, poverty and all that stuff is a lie, and it's been forced upon them, and it's being engineered, and they know it's not natural, then they, I agree, they would handle it very well. Uh, 
supposedly, because, you know, I mean, if you find out everything that was being done to keep you poor and tired and sick and unhealthy and all this shit was artificial and it's not just a natural state of your life, that's a huge relief. That's like a huge burden off your back. So I definitely right. agree with that. Um, I would say this. Let's jump back into our current events. Um, yeah. There's a lot of stuff we got to talk about here. There's, there's actual provable stuff that's coming out from reputable sources, and they don't even expect it to happen. Uh, case in point, the California wildfires, we talked about that war that nobody sees going on. I'm sure that's retaliation or something happening uh, in, with the lasers, space-based lasers. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so conspiracy. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? We've had lasers since the 70s. Why don't you go ahead and take a high-powered laser that they have warnings on and says, don't point at your eyes, and point it at a piece of fucking paper for about maybe 40 seconds, especially the green one, and see what happens. You're going to burn a hole through it. So do not tell me that it is not feasible for something like that to be outfitted on some sort of ship or satellite or anything like that, wherever it may be, because it is. It's been done, and it's been released and declassified by the U.S. Navy that they're using fucking lasers on their warships. So right. it's and not... That, that was, yeah, that was, part of, uh, that was part of the Star Wars program under Reagan. So, you know, that shit has been, that shit <laughs> yeah, has been theorized not, yeah, and worked not, out it's 40 not hard. years ago. Right. It's not hard to follow the logic. I mean, logically, yes. By this time, they must have advanced weapons platforms utilizing lasers that are capable of all separate different things. The reason why or I bring it up is because they're particle beams of some sort, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of energy weapons, you know, and a way to transmit it through the atmosphere properly without loss. That's right. Right. The reason and they, have, and, and they have footage. They have footage of it. They have images. And reports. Well, there's lots of stuff on YouTube. You can go look up a YouTube showing the lasers. But the reason I'm bringing it up specifically today is because these California wildfires that are recent are being covered by the sheriff's office in their helicopters. And when they're flying around in their helicopters, they're flying over the spaces that have been burned. And there is a YouTube video. The footage has been released from the sheriff's office. It's on YouTube now of a sheriff's helicopter flying around over the over the stuff and about 34 seconds in there's a huge green laser that shoots down out of the sky and startles the guy inside the helicopter you know what i mean uh, so that that right there is like fucking the, <laughs> where's the ufos bro where's the spaceship yeah, there's that. never any footage well i mean yeah. with regards to what we're talking about with lasers there is your footage you know what i mean uh-huh. like there is your actual footage right there so i gotta look that up i haven't seen it it's it's amazing. I looked at it and it was it almost looked fake for a second. I couldn't believe how big the stream of that laser was, but it made sense to me after watching it a couple times. Uh, and you know, and then you've got like partial disclosures that are dripping all over the place. Um, again, people like David Seaman, Jordan Sathers, all these other guys on YouTube are just like hitting up these little things that are coming out, and they're calling it out for what it is. It's partial disclosure about New York talking about black money, black projects, and also UFOs in the same article. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's like, uh, okay, guys, you know, that's a little suspect. You have been saying all these untrue things for so long, and now all of a sudden you're going to say something and then skew the article to make it look like they're still fantasy land. Why would you even talk about it if you're if you're talking about it like it's not feasible? It's stupid. Uh-huh. It's just stupid. Uh-huh. Uh, now, on the other hand, we've got, you know, the Tesla files and the JFK files being released in full Supposedly, uh, it was ordered to be released in full, even though they said they weren't going to. Uh, 
you know, and people, this is something that I have yet to verify all the way, but I've seen some credible stuff about it. Uh, I think one of Trump's relatives or uncle or something like that, or grandpa or something, was the one who uh, discovered Tesla's files in his New York apartment and took those out. And uh, if you take a look at Trump's latest speech about going back to the moon and things like that, I believe that the like the secret space programs and the international, or excuse me, intergalactic corporate conglomerate that's talked about by Corey Good and stuff like that. I truly believe those things are getting are in the process or being looked at to be nationalized and then slowly dripped out and publicly dripped over the next 15, 20 years. You know what I mean? Uh, and with regards to the money system too, on that side, there's a supposed executive order. Again, you got to we've got to verify these things, but I do want to bring it up because it looks really promising. There's an executive order supposedly about some sort of Fed coin in the works uh, to replace the U.S. dollar, which I think is an amazing thing. Uh, you know, you Corey, all the people that are talking about the the RV and the GCR and the global collateral reset and all these fucking things that people have been blowing smoke up everybody's ass and, you know, all this other stuff on DNAR updates and shit like that for over, what is it, like over 15 years now. Everybody's been waiting on this stupid fucking RV, DNAR, and Iraqi DNAR, and Vietnamese dong currency. And it's not going to happen, guys. Fiat currency's fucking dead. It's not going to happen. Now, you guys are waiting on nothing. I gave that shit up a long time ago, like three years ago. What we are seeing is because it was stalled out and, you know, nobody could ever get get it done because of these globalists, what we are seeing is Bitcoin. We're seeing cryptocurrencies. The, what you were looking for in the global currency revaluation or reset is what you have in the opportunity that is now called cryptocurrencies. You have the opportunity to get in on the ground floor of altcoins that are based off the Bitcoin platform uh, or Ethereum, and these altcoins at a low price, if they have a good concept and they're very disruptive to technology currently or have anything to do with security or privacy or anonymity, then you are likely to make a whole shit ton of money if you just buy a bunch of those at one cent a piece or two cents a piece or half a cent, right? And you buy a bunch of that, buy a thousand of them and hold them until they're like a hundred bucks a piece or more. Sell off some of your position and do whatever you want with your life. So this is stuff that you could do for... For others as well, if you know somebody struggling or in need, buy them a couple hundred bucks in cryptocurrency and give them, you know, the key or something. With a, Give them a paper wallet that's backed up that you have a copy of or something like that. These are the things that we can start doing. we got to start making little changes. Uh, and, Corey, there's one more, before you get into what you think about all these other things, uh, there's one more thing I want to say. There are little changes that you can make right now. Like stop gassing yourself in chlorine gas chambers. Every morning and every night, however many times a day you take a shower, do you understand? Like yeah. You're literally gassing yourself with fucking chlorine, like mustard gas and gas chambers. It's essentially yeah. the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yet, and so on top of that, you're slathering your body and your hair, which goes right into your brain, with all these toxic chemicals, like we spoke about earlier in the show, that are just, they're making money off you, bro. And even like... Oh the natural cleaners and the natural shampoos still have these things and they still have things they're not telling you that are not in those that are not they're not required to be told like people are like oh uh 
let's see here, uh, it's got this, this, and this in it. No, it's got whatever the FDA says that you have to report, that's what's on the label. There's mm-hmm. other things that aren't that don't have to be reported. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So like anytime mm-hmm. you buy something from a mainstream company, you need to you need to realize that you may you may not be getting the whole story. And nine times mm-hmm. out of ten you're not. Okay. So these little simple things like baking soda and apple cider vinegar instead of soap does the same thing, or coconut oil and some other things does the same type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's many different things you can do, many options. There's no excuse. Uh, so Corey, what are some little things that you've sort of tried to do, maybe with your food or your water? We talk about the health stuff, and then we'll get back into um, into a few other things before we close out the show. Well, something that I've come across recently. That seems very compelling. As I'm always looking for, you know, I I don't uh, I don't abide by uh, everything that I know. I mean, I I grew up juicing in the '70s, right? Going to the health food store. My dad was on supplements and you know juicing and organic and all that other stuff in the '70s, in the mid '70s. So I just kind of uh, vicariously. And I grew up in that and got a lot of that information and I've been more curious about it and have uh, I've done my own work on that. But one thing I've come across recently, I don't know if you've heard of this stuff called fullerene, like uh, named after Buckminster Fuller. Oh, wow. And, and basically it's, uh, it's known as C60, carbon 60 or carbon 70. It, it's basically three-dimensional... It's pure carbon atoms, uh, molecules, arranged in these the decahedron and, you know, all of these uh, sort of pure geometric forms. And um, apparently it has some amazing uh, properties in terms of uh, healing for human beings. All right. Um, oh, I are also... You- they're using it in technology a lot too. It's a, it's a, apparently it's a very, very uh, efficient semiconductor and stuff like that. But they're also kind of selling it. There are people who are selling it in supplements, typically in some kind of oil, coconut, olive, or avocado oil, and uh, apparently has very, very good effects on the body, particularly for countering uh, a lot of the negative. Uh, environmental stuff, both uh, both materially and energetically, huh. in in the body right. and okay. helping the body maintain uh, its maintain the immune system, maintain its uh, its energetic configuration. Um, so I would definitely suggest people look into that. Fullerene, F-U-L-L-E-R-E-N-E. I heard about it from this guy called Cliff High, who you might have heard of. Yeah. He's an interesting. He's an interesting guy, and uh, you know, people. Yeah, they're they're vision correcting. They're you know all kinds of problems uh, with this, with this stuff. And I think it has something to do with the uh, the uh, telomeres. Oh wow! Uh, okay, right? the telomeres on the end the of the strand. Right, and how they get smaller and smaller. Yep. Uh, so let, let me get into something real quick because I, I want to I want to thank you first for bringing this up because I have not heard of this but as you describe it the one thing that stood out to me was the shape it is arranged mm-hmm. in a geometric pattern 
And mm-hmm. we've talked about how a physical object, just by being in its physical form or shape, causes a standing wave, causes a standing frequency. Right. And if you rearrange that shape, not only does it change the frequency, but the change in frequency changes the physical properties, and it's no longer the same as what it once was. And it reminds me of a, a couple YouTube video series that I uh that I was studying way back in my early years, uh, where Thomas Bearden was talking. He's a retired Army colonel, I believe, or major, who was into a bunch of secret projects and free energy technology, and he worked closely with John Bedini and uh, a bunch of other guys as well. Um, but essentially what he was doing is he was discussing with a, a college graduate or a major, uh, or like Ph.D. candidate or something, in chemistry. And the guy was talking about, the chemistry major, was talking about for his thesis, he was showing how sonic resonance could change the frequency of a chemical. And while the chemical, the way he did it, the chemical would, the physical structure would stay the same, but the, the electrical properties of that chemical ion or anion or whatever it was would exhibit the properties of a different chemical. Or mm. a different element. So he was literally mm. transmuting. He was alchemy. He was right. using alchemy and tr- through sound. And right. uh, Bearden was discussing how, yeah, it's totally possible, not only possible, but doable. And he was discussing the higher order physics that allows these things to happen. And so the way that you describe changing the shape, whereas a regular shape or nominal shape, we'll call it, the shape that appears in the universe most often of carbon, uh, is beneficial in most ways, in some ways, uh, yeah. because it's the building block of all life. Yeah, we get that, okay? But when you actually, not manipulate it, but construct it or alchemize it into a different shape, it then starts doing and taking different actions and causing different things and electrical properties and plasmatic properties in your body to occur. Yeah. And you mentioned uh-huh. the re- restoring of the telomeres. In the yeah. same way, if you cut the DNA strands, the helix, if you cut that and splice it, and you look at the actual inside of the tube of that DNA mm. strand, you'll see mm. the flower of life. Mm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. why your DNA is a, is like emitting and resonating bioluminescence and biophotons and, and light. It's literally, you are made of light, and water is the most prevalent thing in the universe as a carrier of information in light. That's mm-hmm. what sonoluminescence is, because sound and light and frequency and all these things are all harmonious. So what Tesla and all these free energy guys discovered when they were building the machines is if they built them to the dimensions of the sacred, like Slim Sperling, where he was building his uh, sacred cubit rings, like he was building twisted copper rings that were healing people of cancer because of Mm. the frequency they were putting out. And the Mm. reason he was able to do that is because he was making them into the lost cubit or sacred cubit of the ancient and mystic schools of Egyptian uh, ancient mystery rites. You know what I mean? So right. basically, there's these so, sacred number, like ratios, these sacred ratios of numbers to build objects with, or to twist objects and arrange shapes with. That if you use them to the nth degree or properly, and just right in the in the right amount of shape or form or length or size or width or breadth, whatever volume, if you will, if you're able to do this with your machine that you're sending a, a small DC pulses into, you're gonna get free energy from the vacuum that's being stimulated and in, in rushing like a wave of water into your machine, whether it be based on magnetics or stimulated sparks or something like that. And then in the same regard as to health, 
you're going to get the same effects with the help if you, like you said, model the, uh, what you said, fullerene, model that into a shape that causes these uh, different phenomena. So thank you. And I know that was long-winded, but I wanted to tie the two together because it seems as if, because you mentioned it's being used in technology and as a health supplement, it seems as if alchemy all along might have been the bridge, the bridge the gap between uh, technology and spirituality or science and spirituality and science and health, if you will. Uh-huh. So that's, yeah, that's I mean, just a huge <clears throat> revelation for me. I, uh, one you. thing, the first time I heard about it, um, I think they were researching into making uh, more powerful um, superconductors. Superconductors, yeah. And also, um, I think that it's uh, it's being applied in solar collection. Like, it's, it's, it's ultimate black, you know. And the way that it's arranged is it, it, uh, I think it increases the efficiency of being able to capture photons. Wow. So yeah, very interesting. I mean, I used to take I used to take carbon just as a you know just as like a chelator, you know, just to uh, right. you get the heavy metals out of your body. Yeah, just to just bind to, to them. To, yeah, just to clean out you know charcoal. People have been using that for a long time. But uh, yeah, carbon is a mystery in carbon. Yeah, like the C60 molecule looks like a soccer ball, right? You know how it's got it's got it's got a certain number of uh, Hexagonal, hexagonal, and a, and a certain number of pentagonal. Exactly. So yeah. So so there's and as you say, there's something about the shape. It's found naturally. Um, I oh, think they find yeah I, they find high concentrations of it. Um, they found it on the moon. Um, they apparently there's high concentrations around it uh, around meteor impacts. Of course. Right where they smash the Earth, and you know, probably super high energy, super high heat uh, transformation of, of whatever carbon is there, exactly. and then it takes and not just form. the heat and physical transformation or chemical transformation, but again, the physics, physical and chemical properties of that meteorite and all the minerals and things in it, which obviously mm-hmm. needed some form of carbon. When that impact happened, the measure of the energy behind everything is so great. Like the energetic waves, and there's levels of waves that, and each wave will affect what resonates at that wave. So this wave, this order of magnitude wave on the way up, or this part of this wave spectrum, energy spectrum from this impact will affect this uh, molecule or atom or mineral, and so on and so forth up the chain. So if one of those waves is matches or meets the requirements for making C60 out of carbon, and one of those waves was present in the inner total energetic output or event that happened from the impact, then naturally you would find not only C60, but a number of other things that are very rare. And it's not necessarily rare, it's just the fact that impacts like that are rare. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So the formation of it through large energy events is is really something that probably happens all over the universe. But for us to come across one of those events on our planet, I should restate this way, uh-huh. on our planet, it's sort of rare for us to have something uh-huh. like that. So I think that that's is amazing. Recently, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, how, what about the limited supply? Do you think there would be a limited supply, or can you change regular carbon into this using some resonance? Well, from what I understand, the way that they make it, I believe they, they use... They use some kind of electrical 
you know, spark. I believe in like argon gas or something, right? So they create a spark gap. I don't know what the frequency or the voltages are or whatever. Inside and, a chamber. Uh, yeah, and then they get this carbon, you know, this pure... And it's really, it's really, uh, it's a uh, nan- nanometer sized, right? They're nanotubes and they can, you know, they can arrange carbon in all kinds of different ways. It, it, and I think, I think the research came out of, uh, nanotechnology research. And, uh, so yeah, they can make, they make the stuff. You make, you can make the stuff. And it's just oh, yeah, related look. to the article that talked about uh, scientists make a material that's the ultimate black, blacker than a dark hole. It looks like you're looking at probably. Do you remember that probably. article? Yeah, I remember something along those lines. And again, I've seen it in different, I've seen it in different contexts. It's only recently that I've come across the health benefits of this stuff. Like I said, um, I, I've come across it before. Uh, in tech-related stuff. Hmm. Uh, one of the oh, graphene, graphene. graphene. Oh yeah, we talked about that another. too. If you arrange graphene in a certain way, it acts as a sieve or a net for salt, salt ions, and so you can right. really put this device and filter salt water with no energy output required, no high you know waste of gas or any processing. Yeah, or anything they're like definitely that. using it for water filtration, uh, stuff like that because. Obviously, tech. Hemp graphene. Yeah, because it can it can capture stuff at the molecular level. It can capture, you know, molecules, and then you know, kind of grabs them. And then I think that's the act- action in the body. You know, this stuff grabs, uh, in you know, in, in uh, unhealthy molecules, heavy metals, things like that. It grabs it, and then it just flushes it out. Grabs onto it, flushes it out in the body. Uh, that could be based on the uh, just the, the aspects of the molecule. Could be based on the charge of the molecule, mm-hmm. right? Uh, any number of things. You know, it's kind of similar, I guess, to uh, like colloidal silver. How collo- the action of colloidal silver <clears throat> is its charge, and when it comes in contact with a bacteria or a virus or certain bacteria and virus, it uh, it uh, it destroys the cell membrane because it's uh, I don't know which whether it's negatively charged and the cell membranes of, of these microbes are positively charged or something, but when the actual particles of silver meet uh, the microbes, there's something about the charge between the two that uh, basically explodes the cell membrane of the of the bacteria. Or the, or Do you the remember when we first started our show, Corey? Like the third episode, we had Dr. Aaron Ben Goins, one of my former clients. Yeah, friends, yeah, that that's right. He's got the colloidal silver. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that, dude. I just the visualization of it's like, like exploding. It's just so cool to imagine. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, and, it's and weird. even so, like on a conscious level too, when you're destroying vi- because viruses have intelligence. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Like viruses and bacteria, they have an intelligence. People don't really acknowledge that, but they do. Uh, and so everything has an underlying intelligence. We talked about even in inanimate objects, which are able to take on uh, agreements with people and hold their energy. So like after a person dies, their energy, personality, and everything about that person is stored in some of these objects, which is the basis of a certain type of uh, psychic skill. I forget what it's called. 
But uh, essentially, what I'm saying is, when you are dealing with your health, you know what I mean, and you're going about killing or terminating these things or exterminating them, give them another place to live. You know what I mean? Like, like create a little thought space dimension somewhere off in some area where they can just live by themselves and not harm anything or anybody and just continue to do whatever they want and evolve or mm. learn and grow, whatever. And I know that sounds mm. silly to some people, but to consider the life of a fly, to consider the life of a flea, to consider the life of all these things as intelligent and valuable and to give some deference or respect as a friendship relationship to those things, I think mm. is really the key to stop treating other physical bodies like your property and your meat and your food source. So well, yeah, that's, getting that's on that like level a... is, is required. At, at some yeah. point for most people, you're going to have to get on that level and get on a whole foods plant-based diet and on a good relationship with the creatures and the organisms on this planet in this universe. If you will. Yeah, and gratitude. I think gratitude is the greatest, uh, greatest tool. Because you can transform any any circumstances, you know. You know, sometimes if I'm going through a tough time, I'll kind of step back and be like, "Damn, I'm grateful I'm actually existing to have a tough time." Exactly. Right. I'm, yeah, I'm grateful my my family is not being destroyed and bombed and killed every single day, and my family members raped, yeah, yeah. And raped and all yeah, this other stuff happening on the other planet, you know, on the other side of the planet. Right, perspective, perspective. I mean, yeah. Look, you know, but on the up. same on perspective, Corey, in the same regard, we have the police brutality. America is the number one most brutal country on this planet for cop killing. Police are yeah, killing people, people left and right. Too. People yeah. crawling towards them on the floor, sobbing and saying, please don't shoot me. And he fucking shot him in the head and his chest and his back like, four or five times and moves on down the hall and doesn't even look at the guy that he just shot and killed indiscriminately, he moves on down the hall looking for somebody else to shoot in the room. Do you understand? Like, these are your fucking police. And if you guys want to continue making apologies, there's, I, you know, you're just going to get what's coming to you. You're going to get what you deserve one day when you get pulled over and you're expecting to be treated nice and you're not on precaution with having a video and recording these people and you don't know your legal rights, and you don't know how to shut them down without pissing them off or not get shot, you know, because you're getting emotional and saying all these other things and arguing with somebody who doesn't give a fuck about you and could care less and would shoot you in an instant just for target practice. Until you guys realize this shit, you might have some bad stuff coming to you potentially down the road before everything gets better. And, and that's what you need to be aware of. There is the good stuff that we're talking about and everything's nice, but there's also in our country right now People dying every single day of all different races, needlessly, and without doing anything to provoke somebody. Autistic children being tackled in the streets just because they didn't acknowledge somebody, a police officer who told them to stop. A guy, an officer is freaking out and has a panic attack and starts shooting his gun all over the place for no fucking reason. And then, like, charges the people he was terrorizing before that for no reason, charges them with the crime, and they go to jail. Do you understand the country we fucking live in right now? It is fucked. It's fucked. So their need, like, in the same regard or the same way that cryptocurrency is changing the game uh, with regards to the government, with regards to how fiat currency is done, with regards to your bank account, with regards to taking back your digital identity so nobody has control over your identity documents that you can create for yourself, which, you know, all you guys that are trying to recount your status and 
claim your lands and all this stuff. Cryptocurrency is like the mecca, the golden land for sovereignty. You understand? So, like, in the same way that, that cryptocurrency is disrupting the government and all this other thing, we need private security. We need competitive private security that has a reputation to uphold. Otherwise, they go out of business. And instead of converting our traumatized veterans into killing all of these innocent people because that's what they're used to doing and it's easy to take these people and send them overseas for specialized training or bring people from Israel and the Israel Defense Forces, IDF, these people that are shooting holes in pregnant Palestinian mothers' babies for sport uh, uh, and, you know, like killing both of them with one shot and celebrating about it and like having competitions and all sorts of other crazy shit. You know, I talk about stuff that nobody wants to fucking hear. You know what? If you don't like it, don't listen to the show and don't live on this planet. Okay. So anyways, these police are being trained by these people, whether they are being sent over or, you know, in the police academies, they have these different classes or whatever. These are your police. These are who they're being trained by. They're being day by day dehumanized. And they take people Mm -hmm. who are already dehumanized and traumatized like our military veterans and do this. So why Mm -hmm. not take the military veterans and make it very easy for them to start up these private security companies after they've gone through certain requisite screenings. What would that be, Uh Jordan? Well, I think that they have to go through a full-on two-week or maybe two-month even mushroom therapy in a controlled environment. Uh Complete Uh mushroom therapy, all trauma gets taken care of, dealt with. Anything they have left, they do some counseling. They they relearn how to, you know... uh, assess targets, they relearn how to, you know, their priorities, they relearn who they're working for, and they're not out to kill and murder and maim, they're there to stand there and protect, like in other governments, in other countries, most of them, in the airports Uh and things like that, they just stand there with machine guns, they're not there to harass people, they're not there to, like, accost anybody, they're not there to search your bag, if they see something happening, they're going to protect the people they're there working for, not harass the people that they're working for, like you see Uh in the United States. Every single thing in our country is designed to take from you. And you are defending a fucking name, a nationality, and an identity that you didn't even have. You were born and it was, it was name, your name was done for you. Your nationality was done for you. All of these things were done for you. And you spend your whole fucking life defending it. And then while you're defending it vigorously, thinking it's, it's who you are, they're, in the meantime, they're, they're going after everything that you have. Your whole uh-huh. estate, everything in the United States is designed to thieve from you and your wealth and your future generation. Everything uh-huh. in our government is designed that way. Whether it's uh-huh. passively being wasteful on purpose, whether it's siphoning trillions and quadrillions of dollars of taxpayer money over the years off into black budget programs or the Red Cross, which is total, like a Jordan Sather is talking about, Rothschild fucking... Uh, you know, money laundering scheme, and QAnon mentioned that as well, I think. Right, 3% of the money they take in, actually. Exactly, exactly. So there's so much bullshit going on. So what do we do about the police brutality that I brought up? Well, we start lobbying. I mean, why not use their organs against them? Start lobbying state government. Start lobbying counties. Start petitioning. I know I used to say, oh, that stuff is fucking useless, but if you have a bunch of people behind you that are smart, that are into these new solutions, that are not just begging, blindly begging somebody for change, but actually carrying this change forward regardless of whether or not the petition gets granted, then it's actually making a change. You know what I mean? Uh So lobbying Uh in that regard, lobbying against police brutality, 
showing to the masses and waking them up the reality of their thin blue line psychosis Stockholm syndrome and and engendering the environment or making the conducive environment for competitive private security to be hired. And again, like I said, who would we employ in those private security firms? Well, we would have certain rules and legislation, obviously, to govern them, but we would employ retired veterans. And what would we do? We would make them go through mushroom therapy first. We would make them go through compassion therapy. We, should, we would make them go through all sorts of de-escalation techniques, like the Japanese police who de-escalate people with guns and knives with using nothing but their hands and riot shields. You know what I mean? Like, if, the, and, and if somebody on the battlefield, and this should be easy for these guys to understand, because when they're on the battlefield, they're being shot at, and until they identify who's shooting at what for what purpose, in most cases, I believe, the rules of engagement, I'm not an expert, I don't claim to be, but I am familiar that there are rules of engagement, there's certain things that you cannot do even when like when they do engage you, supposedly you're supposed to be able to engage them, but there was all sorts of hamstringing and stuff that was done to our soldiers throughout the Iraq war to increase the number of deaths and sacrifices and stuff like that, so they fucked with their normal rules of engagement. But what my point is, even then, those guys have rules before they pull out their weapon and shoot somebody, before they even point or pull out their weapon. They have rules. And the police get three to six to nine, maybe months of training on how to deal with people, and then they're also taught that every single thing out there is a threat to you. Every mm-hmm. time you get out of your car, you're going to die, and everyone around you, you should treat them like shit, and, if any, and scream, they're taught to scream commands and overwhelm people and scream highly specific, contradictory commands so that if anybody doesn't follow those commands and makes a mistake, they then have a reason to either arrest you, which is the benign part, or shoot you on the spot, and then go back to work the next month after they've been cleared on, on paid, paid fucking leave. You understand? So this is the reality. And how do we get it fixed? We do private security, we put the veterans to mushroom therapy through the other trainings, and we get them to work. And I think that with Trump's old-school mentality and um, old-paradigm mentality and low-level, surface-level mentality of, oh, I'm so, I support our veterans, you know? On one hand, he has to say that so Americans would actually vote for him because everybody's fucking asleep. On the other hand, I think he actually does believe that and is indoctrinated to a certain degree in our military patriotic nationalism. I believe in military nationalism, but I believe it should be comprised of militias, of local organized groups, of men who are protecting the own, the, their own lands. They're protecting things they have a vested interest in, not off on somebody else's land trying to rape, murder, steal, and export fucking resources or do the killing on behalf of the people who want to do that. So, right. yes, Republicanism I believe in versus security. empire. Mm-hmm. That's right, exactly. So, uh, I think we're that's about it for the show. I'm going to let you do whatever you want to end it, Corey. And as soon as you're done talking and, and responding or whatever points you want to bring up, uh, since I've talked a lot on this last part, uh, then what I'll do is I'll give a quick shout out, a little Christmas shout out to all our past guests. If I miss anybody, feel free to get online on Facebook and say, hey, douchey, you missed me, bud, buddy. <laughs> What's going on, yeah. there, guy? And, uh, you know, then I'll give you a shout-on on Facebook, uh, and we'll go from there. But I think I got almost everybody. I haven't gone all the way back through all their 79, 70-something-plus episodes. However, I got most of the most uh, memorable people. And uh, when you're done, Corey, I'll go ahead and list them off, and we'll close the show. So. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole cop thing, is, for example, is complicated, you know. There's the whole thing of, you know, 
these guys are acting as peace officers and revenue officers at the same at the same time. So the way that things are set up now, they're operating in two contradictory roles, right? You know, one is uh, um, one is supposed to be a force to keep peace between people, and sort of, um, and then the other is to extract wealth from people. <laughs> so right there, and cops don't know this for the most part, but they are performing just like, you know, we have the two overlaying uh, forms of government in the United States. So they don't know that. They're out there. They got to make their quotas. They got to make arrests. They got to bring in money. And uh, I don't think they understand the difference between, you know, keeping peace amongst people and uh, extorting the people for their wealth. So that's the problem. And who right they there. actually work for and you're right. That's probably the only right reason. Yeah, the only reason, Corey, that there's any vestiges or any lip service or any type of structure left or jobs left for the police to do uh, in order to fulfill their peace officers. Uh, excuse me, their roles as a peace officer. The only it's reason covered. they're ever even called that anymore or ever given an opportunity to act in that capacity is to give the semblance of normality to the citizen. Like, okay, this is a thug with a gun who works for corporate or corporate interests and private right. offshore Rothschild family banking interests and other ones, and all they want is to extract your money in any way they can and kill you because when you die, they get money off your death certificate because they got money off your birth certificate. You know what I mean? Like, and, and so, like, you gotta right. have to fucking understand that the only reason that, that there's that idea about police officers or Oh, oh, they're here to serve and protect. Like, that's that's it right there. It's embodied in the words to protect and to serve and all the stupid fucking slogans they have on the side. But not you. But not you, buddy. That's not who they're protecting and serving anymore. So that's the only reason they have that designation as a peace officer. Correct. 99.9% of actions taken by these police officers are as revenue collection agents or as hostile murderers. And that's it. And also, too, you know, cops are people. They're, they're flawed, just like anybody else. I was quickly, I've mentioned it before, but I had a run-in out here with, uh, I think, a, either a local sheriff or highway patrol or something. <laughs> and uh, he yanked me out of the fucking car at one point. Oh, that one. Yeah. And uh, I just went limp, and I went peace on him. And... The whole mood, the whole dynamic of the situation changed. And literally afterwards, he said off the record, he said, I hate this aspect of the job of having to implement force on people. He told me that. That's a fight. Now, he put an affidavit <laughs> against me to, to be able to get his funds. Uh, and, you know, he went through his process. He's doing his job, so to speak. But, you know, we had a man-to-man moment where he, he basically apologized. And, but at uh, the end of the so, day, he still took you in knowing what he knows. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Okay. But that's the thing. I'm just that's doing my thing. job. I'll be right. nice to you while I'm fucking, you know, okay, well, you know, stroke my hair and, and take me to dinner first before you fuck me, but it's still fucking me. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, uh, so and, and I think so that's being cool. A cop, yeah, so I, being I do think cop, that's a story. There, there, there's so many contradictory forces and concepts at work at being cops. Plus, right, news is getting out. People are waking up. And uh, the first phase of waking up mostly is people get angry, right? So, yeah, there's a reason why cops are fearing for their life out there is because people are giving them shit. 
As, no, but see, that's, so, a, that's so like a partial before. justification, though, Corey. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I believe there is that. But let's be honest, man. Like, this is the reality of what they are about. These guys yeah. have – the guy that shot that guy, the guy that shot that the, the, the drunk man that was crawling, sobbing on the floor, crawling on his face saying, please don't shoot me, unarmed completely, the one that shot him had on the side of his gun, you're fucked that he had stenciled in himself. Do you understand? And was caught beating senseless teenagers in a a convenience store months earlier. It was the same dude. So, like, and and these other guys laugh about it, and they, I know a lot of retired police officers, and what I've gotten out of them, which they, you know, when they were drunk, that's usually, you know, where I was a bartender for a long time. I have a lot of secrets, guys, from a lot of people, including the CIA. I don't have anything major or WikiLeaks, but, you know, I, I know how they work and some other things. So a lot of the police officers were telling me they have actual contests to see how many people they can kill with their gun and get away with a year. So they'll wow. intentionally put themselves into high dangerous situations and, again, use the shield of giving highly uh, loud, shouted, contradictory orders to get the excuse to fucking shoot somebody. So it's the same thing as when they slam somebody into the ground and knock them unconscious and scream, stop resisting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a completely... It, it, it's a it's a manifestation of the control dynamic, man. You know, it, it, listen. If you give, unfortunately, people are corrupt, right? Uh, or they they have a propensity towards corruption, and uh, you know, if if we can assume, even even myself, I you know, I I don't assume that I'm good. I don't assume that I'm right anymore because that, to me that's a trap. You know, so I'm always like. You know, if I assume that I could be wrong or I'm somewhat corruptible or could be mistaken, then it's not going to take me by surprise when, in fact, that actually happens. And and the thing about, you know, the thing about police is that, you know, I'm, I'm convinced that if you score too high on your police test, they don't take you, right, that, because you're okay. too fucking smart. And we I talked about assume, that. You're right. Yeah. You're and right. I also assume that people, you know, there there's a tendency probably for people, uh, you know, that's a very powerful position. You have life and death in your hands. You have license to kill, okay? And that kind of thing attracts people, and um, it, it attracts some fucked up people, I would say, right? You know, people are already screwed up. Now you put a gun in their hand and, and, and uh, allow them... Uh, license of over life and death over people. Well, that's gotta that's gotta fuck with their heads even more. So yeah, and then you've got the, you've got the, the kind of job that are pedophiles. Yeah, mm-hmm. in this day and time, it's not the kind of job where you know guys are walking the beat and they're part of the community and you know whatever any kind of uh, you know golden golden days of 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 policing. Um, golden days. No, it, it always draws people who, uh, at least to some extent, who um, got weird power issues already. So, you know, this is what we get out of it. And, you know, ultimately, at the same time, um, if we're all resonating and taking responsibility for ourselves and for our communities and uh, and what have you, well, I, I think the need for police would eventually dissipate. 
you know, that might sound like a utopian, uh, you know, unreachable ideal, but, you know, why do we need cops? Well, because people are acting stupid. Aside from their, you know, that's a tool for them to extract wealth and to terrorize people and to keep them in a state of, uh, of submission. But, you know, if we didn't acquiesce to that, they wouldn't be around. We wouldn't need them. So if you didn't stand around cool. videotaping them while they beat your fucking friends instead of actually stopping them in other countries, well, yeah, they would true. actually surround the police officer, physically restrain him, disarm him, put him in his own damn handcuffs. And sometimes right. some of them might fucking kick him or punch him for good measure. And I don't advocate that necessarily. <laughs> okay. But to disarm the cop and make a citizen's arrest and you can do it safely without getting anybody shot, then yeah, fucking do that all day long. And why do you think these guys bulk up so big, you know what I mean? So they can overpower and do anything to anybody at any time. They say it's because they need to be protected and they deal with thugs and criminals. It's like, no, the majority of your time you're dealing with old ladies and people in the fucking car, and they say traffic stops are dangerous, which I agree in certain areas, but it's just a product of, of the, you know, of the cause. Like, it's just a, a production of the environment, so... Maybe we'll yeah, do a whole it, show about police brutality and other things like that. I think that's something we might need to get into. But yeah, it, it, it's I, I do into, appreciate it's your baked into the it. cake. It's baked into the cake, though. A society that requires police, um, you know, the, the 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 very nature of policing is gonna it's gonna it's, it's problematic in and of itself. You know, police is part of government. You know, people don't govern themselves; someone else is gonna govern them. So. Jeez. That's that's all right. Well, that's let's go ahead and thank you for that, Corey. I, I appreciate your perspective, and I think we are touching on a lot of the same points, even from the opposing, mm-hmm. not opposing necessarily, but the, the opposite sides of the story. Mm-hmm. With your uh, recounting that one specific police officer experience, and me recounting these other things, I, I do acknowledge that there is both cases, but. The cases that are brutal and violent and not good or positive, you know, are far outweighing the positive ones. And it's something we need to be real with, including the fact that the guy that you had a good experience with was put to the jail. Right. But I will give. Yeah, you he didn't quit. Off. He didn't quit over it. Yeah, he didn't quit. <laughs> you know. So, I had one in Austin that was pretty cool, but and then right after that, it was bad. But we'll we'll go on to our past guests here real quick, and let's say, yeah, uh, give that. a big shout out. To you, Corey, we're going to a big shout-out to you for being on here from yeah. the start with us as a co-host and foundational person in this in this thing, so thank you. Yes, sir. And then our buddy Ross Diot, Farmer Ross. That guy's doing big things. He made the news here in DFW multiple times, I believe. Yeah, multiple times recently, just, just now. Uh, doing a lot of food bank donations, growing his own food in this little community up there in uh, Argyle, Dittonish area. Uh, we got our buddy Daryl Sprout. Daryl Sproutius, the world's only snake-handling comedian magician. Daryl, if you're listening, you can correct me if I got that wrong. Uh, Daryl has an interesting story with police, by the way, Corey. We've gone through that. You guys should listen to uh-huh. that episode. We got our buddy Frank Bacon. Frank Bacon is the one that introduced us into cryptocurrency way back in 2016. Shout out to him. Uh, we met a, a nice researcher, a really, really good in-depth 
detail-oriented guy named Titus Frost. It's not his real name, but his show name. Uh, he was on Steam It after Frank Bacon showed us cryptocurrency. Uh, Eugene Braxton, one of the world's foremost leaders and knowledge, knowledgeable, excuse me, knowledgeable person on the near-death experience, besides myself and a few others. Um, I hold him in very high regards, and his uh, story is very fascinating, extremely fascinating. His life is just one mystery after another. So you definitely check out what he's about. He's got a couple books, I think, that it's definitely worth reading. Um, you know, Corey, you're going to like this guy. I remember him recently, Reverend Kevin Annette. Mm-hmm. He's Canadian, and expo- he was responsible for one of the sitting popes having to resign over a supposed child scandal, but it was really about ritual sacrifice, murder, and trafficking. That's what they exposed. Uh, and also with having to do with the Queen and uh, genocide and, of Native Americans in Canada, stuff like that. So thank you to him for being on the show. I give a big shout-out to him. I believe he's actually crossed. He's over in the States now doing a seminar in Pennsylvania, if I'm not mistaken. So kudos to you, Kevin. Uh, the Wizard Twins. John and Jared met them at a oh, the I like those guys, man. We got to yeah, get them back on, man. I've, I've tried to reach out to them a couple of times. I think they're really, really busy, and they live in uh, an area with bad service or something over there in Abilene. So we'll try to get them back on as soon as we can. Yeah. Totally, totally awesome guys, and they really have a lot of high-level esoteric stuff, stuff that I haven't studied and, you know, maybe stuff that we're missing. So we'll get them back yeah, on. Yeah, they sound like they're having fun. They're the loving it, man. They've made their mission to to raise their conscious abilities and yeah. psychic abilities. Best thing you could do, in my opinion. I mean, you're not living for this life. You're living for for the next lives. Mm. To gain and remember abilities instead of getting caught in this fake karmic circle or cycle or loop. Archon bullshit. Uh, all right. Uh, Dr. John Ingbeck, he was a recent guest. and really, really enjoyed what he had to say. Uh, he was a little cryptic with his answers, uh, understandably, because he wasn't really allowed to give away some of the techniques, I guess. And, and you know, he sort of made it a uh, an entry-based thing where you guys have to get to a certain level and come find him in the nether realm. Sort of like the Doctor Strange movie that came out. Come find me. It's like sink or swim type deal. Uh, where she put them into the cold weather, you know, find your way back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good job with that, John. You really did a, an excellent job on, on that episode. You guys should listen to that. It's a recent one. Uh, Guy Brown, thank you for coming on uh, way back when we did, like, a Medicine for the People show with a whole bunch of other people. Uh, Mantha Cole is an independent researcher. She's really doing big things on Facebook. She's very relentless, just completely relentless with truth and information sharing. So good job to you uh, battling the Facebook algorithms and all the stupid fucking trendy hashtag co-opted public consciousness bullshit. Uh, Miguel Michael Angel, a retired Marine or Army, I believe. I, I think Army. And uh, has a couple top secret clearances, something like that. Some really interesting points on tiny homes, sustainability, sound healing. Uh, He's doing really big things at the Holistic Festival. So in Plano, the Holistic Festival being put on by V.J. Warman here in the DFW area. If you're ever in Dallas, look up one of those things and go there. It's an excellent experience. We've got our favorite Anarchy uh, brothers. I don't think they're brothers, but they're roommates or associates or friends. Uh, And that's Graham Muir and his friend Alex. And we discussed their time down there in the Anarchapulco conference and some other things that they were doing, which is pretty cool. 
something that's put on by uh, Jeff Berwick, the Dollar Vigilante, a resort that happens every, excuse me, not a resort, a retreat for um, anarchism and uh, cryptocurrency. Then uh, also with Dr. John Engbeck, recently we had Carrie. I'm going to leave her last name out of there. Uh, Carrie, thank you for being on the show. I hope you're doing good with the progress we made in your case. Uh, if you're listening to the show, I think uh, you're in a really good spot to shut these fucking guys down in Denver. So good job with that. I uh, haven't heard from this guy in a while, but he's a really old friend, and you're familiar with him, our buddy Frankie. How's it going, buddy? Mm. Frankie Adamo. Adamo. New York. Super badass independent mm. researcher. This guy has gone into every little free man thing you could ever do and like either you know, said, okay, yeah, that checks out, or no, it doesn't. And he's he's doing all these processes. He's in the trenches trying this shit out personally, taking big risks of doing things that he could be doing things that aren't right or correct. But he's trusting that he's going to find something uh, that's going to work for him, sort of like the Mark Stevens and the Jonah Bay and our buddy Claude's friend, uh, EJP. All of those things I've sort of hybridized and put together, and those are the stuff that's working for me along with my own techniques. So shout out to you, Frankie. Good job. Keep up the good work. Hopefully I'll hear from you soon. Johnny Delirious, another guy I haven't heard from in a while. I texted him recently. I don't know what's going on, but um, he was, uh, I can't even get into it. You guys are just going to have to check him out. The episode will blow your mind. Johnny Delirious is just a, an amazing guy. Uh, he's at the Blue Moon Expo pretty consistently. You can look that up. It's also like a holistic fair, if you will, in BFW. Dallas Fort Worth. And uh, Winsong, shout out to you, Winsong. Uh, you're listening at some point. Uh, we definitely need to do some more collaboration. Thanks for putting me on your album. If you hear the didgeridoo on Winsong's album, that's me. <laughs> and uh, keep doing what you're doing with the uh, homeless feeds and helping the children and underprivileged children and things like that. And uh, let's see, Mike Kerbin, really badass psychic. Thank you to everything that you were uh, mentioning on the show when you came on. Some of that got delayed by year, bro, but it was for certain reasons. So your predictions are slowly coming true, but it's going to be this year. I think that it will happen instead of last year. <laughs> so shout out to you. And uh, Rosalia Banuelos, Ruta Bamila, uh, Daphne Moon, a bunch of others that we've had on the show. Thanks to all you guys. And I think that's going to be about it. I don't often do a shout out, but I just wanted to take time and acknowledge everybody who's doing their part uh, at this time. What we're doing right now is, is having profound effects that we're actually being able to see and that are manifesting. So, woohoo! <laughs> Corey, right. is there anything else you wanted to give us here or tell the listeners or maybe even talk about, and then we'll shut the show down? Um, <clears throat> no, man, it was a good show today. Um, definitely check out that uh, Fullerene. Fullerene, thank you. Yeah. Fullerene, people. Check it out. I will definitely look at that. That's excellent. Yeah, it's... Uh, Good find, Corey. Good find. Yeah, apparently it's uh, it's pretty pretty interesting stuff. You know, I've looked into all kinds of things, and uh sounds very compelling. And some of the people who are, are uh, bringing it forward are uh, pretty trustworthy people, in my view. Um, excellent. Yeah, I mean, boy, every day we're making it happen, you know. I think that's one thing that people need to keep in mind or, or they don't know to become aware of, you know. We create this thing. We're creating it as we go. So as as uh, as messy and ugly as it gets, 
uh, we can counteract it just by uh, doing things differently, being differently, being, doing, and having in, in that order. Yeah, so, being you know, first. Being, doing, having. Well, you're bringing back some um, Master and Drummer <laughs> stuff there, huh? Yeah. yeah man. Authorship partnership sessions? It, yep. It keeps, it keeps coming up. Excellent, excellent, bro. Yeah, well, thank you, Corey. Oh, yeah, man, I really and appreciate it. Thank you, it. Jordan. Thank you, man. Most of all, oh, you're welcome. Shout, shout out to yourself. Man, I wouldn't do anything else, honestly. At the end of the day, yeah. I don't think I would ever do anything else besides the path I'm taking. I, I just yeah, don't. Man. I couldn't see myself. Like I volunteered to come here. There's no doubt about it. Like with the near-death experiences and the contract that I had to get out anytime I wanted, and giving that up and staying here. Uh, and that's we've talked about that. Um, I just I appreciate that, Corey. Thank you. But yeah, absolutely. I couldn't see myself doing anything else besides what I'm doing. So I'm glad to be doing it, and I'm glad that you're with me, and uh, everybody else is participating. We're actually making stuff visibly happen. So stay tuned for more unsealed indictments and government corruption revealed slowly. And just know that whatever is being revealed to you in the public is probably a, more than likely a thousand times worse in reality, and they're shielding <laughs> the truth of it from you. And so take that for what it is, and instead of piercing the veil, let's go ahead and step through the veil, and the truth will reveal itself and destroy everything else. And until next time, we'll see you later. 